And uh, I know you guys have some personal experiences with maybe some laser-related safety things, especially you, Jimmy. Maybe something that had to do with or without your face at some point or another. Can you just tell us about the time that you kissed the laser really quick? Yeah. So that we know what not to do. I was trying to make sure I was getting a good alignment and everything. So it was running. I stuck my head in there too far to skid me across the face. Right underneath my eye. It's a very, very close thing it didn't catch your eye. Yeah, I know. But it was like, I said, okay, I'm not supposed to do that. That hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe uh, rule number one. Don't stick your head inside of an active laser engraving machine would be like a good place to start. Hey guys, what's up and welcome to another episode of the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast if you're looking to grow or scale your laser business. I'm a still photo today because I threw out my back after moving all of that crap up the stairs in our house. And uh, I don't know, man, I just it, I learned a hard lesson today about being, you know, 100% not invulnerable, which, you know, I, I was fairly certain of in my 20s and uh, I'm, I'm questioning it now. So... I'm actually lying on the floor. I don't have any of the lights on. I'm not doing anything special. So I threw up a still. Uh, so you didn't have to look at my sad ass on the floor. But we have a interesting topic today. Uh, Kyle is here. What's up, Kyle? What up, what up? How's everybody? And Jimmy. How's it going, Jimmy? What's up, guys? And of course, voice rolling in. I'm just loving the Jimmy look, guys. I'm just loving the look. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy, you seem to be healing well. I'm doing better, yeah. No more pain pills. Kind of more like back to your normal self. You're a little loopy there for a minute. Oh yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I like Jimmy on drugs. <laughs> I don't think I like Jimmy on drugs. Yeah. Uh, Got the rhyme wait, going with listen, it though. Guys, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm I was talking to Miranda earlier today, and essentially she's writing an employee handbook for us, right? Like things that we need to do and follow to make sure that we're being like good employees. And one of the things that she tasked me with was writing a list of laser safety protocols that we would include. So these were, are like very high standards, right? Just to kind of set the scene here, very high standards. Um, everything that we would ins- ex- ugh, everything that we would expect from our employees as far as being safe around and with their equipment and machines and. I just thought that, you know, I mean, we didn't really have something planned for tonight's episode. I thought tonight would be a really great opportunity to kind of brainstorm what we would include in that section of the handbook, since you guys are the ones that would have to be following it. And uh, doing that live, you know, at least as a brainstorming session, would be beneficial to the community as well. It seemed like a perfect fit for the podcast. And uh, I know you guys have some personal experiences with maybe some laser-related safety things, especially you, Jimmy. Maybe something that had to do with or without your face at some point or another. Matt, how you doing, Matt? Hey, Matt's here. Matt's joining us as well. What's up, Matt? Not much, but I think my internet is whacked right now. Oh, Oh, that's so good. Well, hopefully you get that sorted. When you do, we're talking about laser safety protocols, just so you know. Um, 
so yeah so i just wanted to kind of take this opportunity to to chat about that with you guys i thought that this would be a good time to do it so so you guys on board with that yeah absolutely so maybe jimmy jimmy you could get us started off here <laughs> i was trying movie. to i was trying to avoid it and i was trying hey, to man, you, he, you just, to, he just shoved it right back it. in there you there is there is no avoiding it jimmy. but i'm it's coming out man so <laughs> what can you just tell us about the time that you kissed the laser really quick? Yeah. So that don't, we know what not to do. I was trying to make sure I was getting a good alignment and everything. So when it was running, I stuck my head in there too far to skid me across the face. Right it's underneath a, my eye. It's a very, very it's close a good thing call. it didn't catch your eye. Yeah, I know. It's but it was like, good. I said, okay, I'm not supposed to do that. That hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe uh, rule number one. Don't stick your head inside of an active laser engraving machine would be like a good place to start. Mm-hmm. That's um, fair. But see, see, actually, you know what, Kyle, could you kind of be like our note taker? So when we actually do add a rule to the list, we could I, I want to be able to reference it later if you don't mind. I would love to. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, so Miranda you know, says I, Miranda's Alex is my worst employee. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Who knows? I'm probably the the worst at all of you. I don't know, maybe Jimmy. It's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> so, um, I think first off, right, the most obvious one: wear your laser safety glasses, goggles, whatever you have. Um, if you're working with a class four laser, I would say so. A class four laser, just so we're clear, is defined as a laser that will fire unshielded uh so if the laser is out in the open and you can make it go and it's of sufficient wattage and all of these are because we're talking about laser marking machines so they're capable of marking material uh it's it's considered a class four laser so when using a class four laser make sure you're wearing your your eye protection at all times right not just when the laser's going but like when it's powered on I would say make sure you have your your eye protection on at all times. Remember, we're we're setting high standards here, right? This is for the employee handbook, so we want to make sure that we're kind of being excessive with our rules a little bit. Um, what do you guys think about that? Any thoughts? I think that's yeah. valid because at the end of the day, if if there's like a wiring issue or it's set to you know fire on the wrong port and you have something screwed up in software, it could just start marking the second you key it on. Yeah, in fact, uh, once Jimmy was over at the shop, and he was using the UV laser. You remember this, Jimmy? And you actually, actually, no, actually, this happened three times before to Miranda, and Miranda mm-hmm. yelled at him because he never ground the machine. But Miranda's not on the podcast, and I know. But I'm just I making sure later. it's not just Jimmy. I checked later, and it was grounded, and it hasn't happened since I moved at home. But Jimmy touched the fucking. Um, like work table and there was a static electric shock from the work table to his hand and it triggered the laser to fire whoa yeah Yeah. um so weird weird stuff can happen guys uh weird stuff can happen luckily jimmy had his safety glasses on at the time uh because he was being babysat very closely yeah um (laughs) but you know, it, especially with the UV guys, you want to be extra careful. But uh, with all of your lasers, make sure you, okay, that you are wearing uh, your safety glasses. <laughs> Jack in the shop says, uh, J- Jimmy, you shot me with the laser. <laughs> See, even Miranda says Jimmy's right. See? Yeah. 
Uh, what else? What else? Um, laser safety. Uh, whoa, here we go. If there, if there are other people around you, they should also have eye safety on if your yeah. laser is in use. Yeah, definitely. So I'd say, like, um, be aware of your environment at all times. You know, like, be aware of your, your laser marking environment. If there are people also in that environment besides you, especially people that aren't professionals, they need to be wearing protective equipment as well. Uh, you know, make sure that people in the area while you're working on your lasers are aware of the risks of being in the room while you're working with the lasers. Uh, would also be important. Is that kind of where you're going with that, Kyle? Hell yeah. Yep. Um, hey, Chris. Chris is here now, too. Mr. Chris. Hello. So just to catch you up, Chris, Miranda asked me to write a section of the employee handbook going over laser safety protocols. So these would be like super high standard, important laser safety rules that employees of the company would have to follow. And we're just kind of brainstorming that list right now. So, so far we have the obvious ones. Uh, Jimmy stuck his head in front of the laser and almost blasted his eyes. And then, uh, so we said, don't stick your head in front of the laser. Uh, always wear your eye protection. And the third one that we just came up with is be aware of other people in the laser engraving environment and make sure they're wearing eye protection and understand the uh, the, the dangers of of laser marking before they are in the room uh j-max here j-max says you only get one pair guys so true yeah. uh you only get one pair of eyes and uh <laughs> in here via chat she says does someone want to explain why eye protection is important a lot of people express doubt that they could cause any lasting damage kyle i yeah. like the way you you explain this one dude can you can you take that yeah man so uh, you only get two eyes, and it's not like the lasers. I mean, the laser is technically ablating and throwing material everywhere, but that's not really the major concern there. The major concern is the wavelength of light that it's shooting across the room when yeah. it reflects off of the metal that you're engraving or the wood or the whatever you're hitting the laser with. When you're doing um, a coin, man, you really see it when you're doing a coin. It, it happens with Ooh. diodes. It happens with UV. It happens with fiber. It happens with CO2. It doesn't matter what type of laser you're engraving with. There's always a chance for a reflection off the material. Um, and essentially, you're not causing damage by, you know, throwing something at your eye, usually. It's the wavelength of light that causes damage to the material of your eye either at the surface or further into the eye, you know, like at the nerves that pick up the light that come into your eye. And that's what generally causes you to go blind when you get hit in the eye with a laser. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I, so I think one thing that people don't understand is that they use lasers all the time and they never wear their eye protection and they can still see, thus they are not blind and it doesn't damage your eyes. Right. And that's yeah. not, that's like a, a, a logical fallacy. You know, you're not, you're not kind of connecting the dots here. There's, there's, you two... can take, yeah, you can take splash damage, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, in a video game in a first person shooter that the guy next to you get hit, gets hit with an RPG and you, mm -hmm. you get splash damage, right? Right. Well, you get splash damage. You can bounce the wavelength off of the walls and the stuff around you and it can cause damage over time to your eye. 
Right. The, the, it's not a direct the slow hit. burn, right? Yes. The slow burn. Uh, it kind um, of accumulates over time. If you've ever been in the room with a fiber laser and you didn't wear your glasses, even looking away from it, over an extended period of time, you might find that your eyes feel sore. Mm-hmm. That is slow burn damage. Yeah. And um it, I mean, don't if you do don't that. if you don't believe us, guys, take a webcam. Webcams usually aren't filtered against infrared light, and yeah. point it at the wall, and use your laser. It will light up the whole room, and you can see it on a webcam. Uh, and it looks the room looks completely dark to you because your eyes aren't designed to see infrared, but the webcam can, and it shows up on the webcam. It lights the whole room up. Uh, it's it's very dangerous over time. And then the other one is the fast burn, right? So there, yeah. we work with a lot of materials that are extremely reflective. And all it takes is one ray, right? One beam to hit at a certain angle uh, or a certain particle in between the laser and the material at the right time in the right place with the right wattage. And that direct reflection can burn or or scar your your retina or your cornea depending on the laser wavelength um i forget you can you can look online there are there are charts and graphs that explain which lasers damage with which parts of the eye uh but basically you know depending on the wavelength you're gonna you're gonna burn or scar a certain layer of your optical path uh yeah so some lasers make it further into your eye than others but they all result in vision damage and it it's happened. I put it in, in terms that people really understand a little more now because of this exposure of the concussion protocols, right? A concussion doesn't really do any immediate damage outside mm-hmm. of acuteness is, you know, the dizziness, but over a long time, you don't think much of it. But if you get like a hundred concussions, you're going to be fucked up. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. the same premise. You can't keep damaging an, a vital organ as your eyeball. It's like micro tears in a muscle. Just it's your frame. Like you keep nicking at a rope. Eventually that thing's going to pop. Right. So you just can't keep doing micro tears of a, of a fibrous uh, cord. Then expect it to keep holding, doing its job. It's just not going to do it. It's just, if we can't convince people with basic logic, it's kind of a lost cause too. Cause Jesus, it yeah. can't get much more straightforward. Don't point lasers at your eyeballs. Well, and let's face it too. Uh, if, if you have a business and, and you take out insurance on your business and yourself, you know, if you insure yourself, if they find out that you went blind and you weren't wearing eye protection, they're not going to cover you because you weren't following basic protocols to protect yourself. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly why we're adding this page to the employee handbook, right? Shout out new member. Hey, Stephen B. Stephen. Thank you. We appreciate yes. that. Thanks for being there, man. And uh, while we're on the top or off the topic, uh, I just wanted to throw this out there. Logic Geek had a request off topic. Can we get a fiber maintenance and upkeep video on the channel soon? Like swapping out a failed mirror power supply or other part that wears out over time. Uh, so I've got you. It. I've got you covered on the power supplies, uh, Logic Geek. So you can check out uh, the. I, I think it's called like fiber laser power supply testing or something like that it's the first video that comes up when you search for it uh and it's it's a full rundown on how to do basic testing of your power supplies look for big failures and make replacements if needed uh so we we definitely cover that um mirrors i don't think i would recommend replacing a mirror uh because the the galvo head electronics and motors are very sensitive and it's really difficult and i'm i'm not an expert on it 
I usually tell people and usually what, you know, the, the, the correct path forward from there would be to replace the, the Galvo head, right? Yeah. So you would just replace the entire Galvo head and get a new mm-hmm. unit. They're expensive, but they're not that expensive. Um, you it, know, a well, couple hundred bucks. 2D ones are, are fine. Yeah. Three, 3D three yeah. ones can be crazy. Sure, 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 sure. Um, and then, uh, you know, other parts that wear out over time. I mean, that's those are really it. Uh, it's it's your power supplies and your Galvo laser, uh, or, or excuse me, your Galvo scan head. Those are the two parts that you're really going to have to replace, at even like a rare, regular, rarely to regularly, you know, kind of time period. Um, you may eventually, someday, like years down the road, if you have a good piece of equipment, need to replace your your laser source itself which is very simple. It's, it's a power supply swap and a serial cable into your controller. Uh, and we're, we're going to kind of be going over that too when we do our fiber laser build project, right? So um, I, I essentially, I think uh, this has kind of been a very long answer to your short question as I love to do, but we could do a video of about swapping out the Galvo head at some point. In fact, we have one for the CO2 Galvo now that would be semi-relevant uh but we can certainly do one for the fiber as well but uh you really shouldn't have to replace any other parts behind that they're, they're honestly you know when once you get outside the laser laser source they're not that complicated of machines um well maybe even like replacing the tower if you want a bigger tower for a 300 millimeter lens stuff like yep. that we could do yeah definitely definitely or like with my machine i've had a couple problems where it's kind of it's not What's it called? Um, it says temperature alarm. And what it is is just a, a bad connection between the uh, certain plugin. So I have to like take it, the, the all the sheet, the framing off of it, yep. unplug it and replug it in. It kind of helps establish it. For some reason, that's just a bug in mine. We yep. can do some little basic stuff like that for troubleshooting problems we see regularly. At yeah, some definitely. point when I, I'm probably going to be opening up my, uh, the first uh, Galvo laser I got is the Wisely. I'll probably yeah. be opening that up in a couple of months and doing a, just a clean out. I could probably do a time lapse and show people that too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I, I would say in terms of like failures, that would cover it. Just, mm-hmm. you know, don't drop a ton of crap in it if you can help it. Don't leave it on the floor if you can help it because it'll it'll suck up less dust off the floor. Yeah. And you can put it up on like a milk crate or a box. Yep. Um, on the shelf underneath your desk, something like that, it'll it'll suck up less. I see uh, Richie Boos here. What's up, Richie? He's asking, um, d- did you guys get the CO2, the monthly CO2 laser maintenance? Uh, th- there's definitely some stuff to cover there, too. And that's something that I think we'll be looking at, uh, especially when Kyle starts his build project, because Kyle's going to be starting a CO2 laser build um, based on the light object DIY kit that we will be putting together and when he gets into that i'm, I'm sure that's going to be part of that won't it kyle yes for sure yeah. um that'll definitely be something we're going to be talking about and uh just to catch some of you guys up there's a lot more people here now uh than there were but uh i am a static image uh, i did it <laughs> kyle says it's a back injury that makes it sound a little extreme i just threw it when i was moving stuff up to the home studio i'm okay i'd just rather not bend over my monitors at this point so i'm laying down but um there's that and then the topic of today's podcast laser safety protocols miranda asked me to write the laser safety protocol section of the employee handbook 
So we're just kind of brainstorming some ideas, some things that we want to be aware of and that we want to make sure our employees are following, um, you know, as far as like just uh, minimizing risk, right? So, uh, so far on that list, we had, uh, don't stick your head in front of the laser. We had, uh, where, where do we go from there, Kyle? Eye protection. Uh, la laser safety glasses and yep. or enclosure situation. And yep. shielding from people in the room. Yep. yep. Um, what about like input power, like a surge protector? Um, in case you know, kind of, in kind of a case of lightning or whatever, you know, like you can get power surges. Um, depending on your electric. Yeah, I mean, for sure. That I would, I would probably make the argument that while it's a great suggestion, that would be more for the safety of the machine rather than the mm -hmm. than the person. We, we want to protect you. The person. So, uh, don't I laser and drink whiskey. <laughs> Some good advice. Um, uh, not having the laser on the the same level of your eye. So um, use a, a, a table that's slightly lower than eye level um, could be mm. a good suggestion. Um, enclose it if you can, I think is another um, typical one. Some, some, I think some lasers are easier to do that or are already enclosed like the CO2. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I got a question about that because with my laser, I could actually have mm -hmm. a three-sided enclosure where I can't have direct sight of the laser itself which is probably be ideal. Um, is there a way to, well, it's just not that hard to build anything around that, honestly. Well, never mind. That seems pretty simple. Three pieces. I have an idea for you. So I don't know how bad the popping is when I'm talking because I'm on the earphones again. But um, the biggest thing that helped me when I was first getting going was just having a checklist of everything I should do. Like, for example, turning on the chiller. Right, because that can blow up your laser power source and everything. Um, the tube can have a bad day. Um, having the air on, you know, making sure you know what air pressure is appropriate for what you're doing. Because if you're cutting acrylic or if you're engraving acrylic, it's almost like a little flow chart, right? Um, and then the other thing too is, do I have everything turned on and like getting like proper little things, you know, in order, so that way when you sit down to laser, it's ready and wow. you don't have to worry about it. And as silly as that sounds, like I literally had a checklist that I hand wrote and it was just like, doop, 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 doop. And it's almost like, I mean, you know, people who fly jets and stuff like that have checklists. <laughs> so it's not like we're Air Force pilots here, but at the same time, you're operating machines that can hurt you, that can burn your house down. If somebody isn't, you know, or you, you try to let them do a job for you, work for you, you know, just need Minimizing distractions is important. Yeah. And so, and also just, I mean, I don't know how many times I've come out here and I've just been distracted, like you said. And then on top of that, just tired. Like I'm exhausted right now. I'm trying to do stuff. Had a little fire earlier that just kind of popped up because of the plastic, because I had the, the air on my uh, air compressor just kind of dropped down without me noticing it. And, you know, who knows why maybe it vibrated and the little thing turned down, like the little O-ring didn't keep it where it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I had to go back over and crank it up. And it was just a little flare up, but it was enough for me to catch my eye and be like, oh, shit. And I had to go back and, you know, crank it right to where it needed to be. So stuff like that. Yeah. In fact, I think that's a I think that's a really good suggestion. We should probably have like a laser safety checklist, you know, and then we can have a rule that says follow the laser safety checklist before operating your machine. You know, and it'd be basic things like. Yeah. Uh, do, do, is your fire suppressant available? Are your safety glasses yeah. on? Uh, do you have good air pressure if required? And then, you know, some, mm -hmm. something, something like that we can, and we can workshop yeah. that later, but that's a, that's a really good suggestion. And then the other one, 
I would absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely say um, do not leave your laser unattended, right? That would be, and again, we're talking high standard employee handbook here, guys. Um, I just don't, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely, you need to be present, you know, around your machine when in operation at all times. You know what I mean? If you need to get up and go take a piss, pause it. Every laser can be paused now. We're, we're in the day and age where all of our, our machines can be paused, not just thank ruby to controlled ones. What? Uh, thank God for Lightburn. Yeah, thank God for Lightburn. <laughs> we can um, pause a job on the on the Galvos and I can't. not have repercussions for it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, boys, actually, you, you can uh, in your F3 param menu. If you mm-hmm. go into the other section, there is an option that you can toggle to pause your laser jobs. And essentially what that will do is when you hit escape, like you were going to cancel the job, instead mm-hmm. of canceling, it will pull up a resume menu and it will pause the job until. What? Oh, stop marking port. Is that it? Uh, no, it'll be it'll be in the other side. I can help you find it later. Oh, um, other, gotcha. Let, yeah, I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but yeah. uh, there, there is an option in there. So then when you hit escape, instead of just stopping the job, it will pull up a resume prompt, and then you can mm-hmm. resume or cancel the job, um, which is really nice. So uh, I will definitely show you how to do that uh, later. But um, you know, uh, be around your machine when it's being used. I think I think is a big one because that that will deal with the fire issue, right? We've all we've all seen those pictures of rooms burnt out from CO two mm-hmm. fires that have gotten out of control. We've seen them on the Discord. We've seen them on the Facebook. They're that's, that's scary. They're devastating. I received they, a, another one from somebody a couple of weeks ago, actually. Yeah, my, when when they go up, they go up. Yeah, you know, um, and it's just not, especially because it's full of just like tinderbox material. All it's got, little, it's got it's got fuel, it's got yeah. heat, and it has great ventilation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The recipe for a raging fire. <laughs> and the problem too is if you don't run over and smack that emergency stop then it's just going to keep going until the job is done. So that's yeah. the problem. And uh, by the way, one of our Twitch users, did you see? We got Twitch users on. Oh, yeah. But uh, he said that it's a procedure list is what that's called. The fancy term. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Yep. Um, the other thing, too, is that I think would be really great, not just for, I mean, for an employee handbook, actually. Um, something that I've been actually thinking about making for myself is like a daily, weekly, and maybe monthly or quarterly checklist of, of stuff to kind of make checks on so like lenses should be changed daily to yeah. you know every other day yeah. um the next thing should be like your air hoses should be checked you know check the check, gaskets check, on checking a box says he's done, done nothing to his for three years i'm like wow Oof. it's time for a cleaning man yeah well yeah. Might grease, the rails, cleaning. grease the rails grease the rails grease the rails definitely grease the yeah rails. and that's what i'm Get saying like, like good quarterly stuff. yeah checking belts like i mean little stuff like that is huge yeah yeah something that i thought about implementing you can get these like little leds that change color um with like a phone app or something like that and uh with rhiannon walking in to the room when i'm like running a job she doesn't have safety glasses on so um you know like you can have something on the outside of a room with the door closed little led light turn it red when the the laser's actively firing Ooh. yellow when um you know means like knock i might i might be starting a job soon or something like that and then a, a green is all clear yeah that's a good call we should get like a, safety signs like in uh like yeah. an on air 
an on-air right. thing, you know, but for yep. lasers. Yeah. yeah. The laser dark room. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I, I wish those were on Etsy. That's something I would buy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, get on it. Sign idea. Yeah. Sign idea, idea, dude. There's get, a business. Get it, get it to switch between red and green. Red red for uh, fi- laser firing and green for all clear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do that. that would be okay. cool. Like a black box and lasers are always lit up in yellow. And then it can say clear in green or on in red and it swaps between the two. Yeah. That'd be that'd be kind of cool. Something like that with a switch. Yeah. Um would be would be really rocking. Yeah. But um yeah, so that's a that's a pretty solid list. I I feel kind of we're missing one though. Ventilation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have to talk about ventilation too. That's uh, we'll, we'll talk about that even before my stupid last thing. Um, do, do you have to use appropriate ventilation. This is kind of like the the slow burn we were talking about earlier. You know, yep, um, the lungs. You, you, you huff some burnt paint once or, or some aluminum dust one time, and you walk away from it, and you're like, "This is safe," but you yep. do it for three years, and you have COPD. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's dangerous. We the things that we mark and engrave often give off toxic fumes, dust, heavy metal metal particles, uh, a whole range of just nasty things. Uh, yeah, and that's just, that's just besides the smoke, right? I mean, just even straight up smoke is bad for your lungs. But then you fill that with a bunch of like noxic gases and you know, organic vapors and, and just a whole, just a whole bunch of really, really gnarly stuff. Uh, exhaust guys, ventilation, something, make sure you're using, I would say either required, right? Absolutely required either a three stage filter system, like extraction system, or, uh, you know, some certain level, maybe like at least 200 or 300 CFM, you know, ventilation system to vent outdoors uh, would be absolutely a requirement uh, to be used at all times um, because that that adds up, man. That that's one of those things that you were saying, nicking at the rope, boys, right? Yeah, uh, the lungs, though, man. Like you said, COPD, and then there's uh, I, they call, it's almost like the popcorn lung thing that was going on with kids with vaping when it was unregulated, and you know. Yep. Uh, they they have a uh, miner's lung too. If you in, uh, if your lungs take in um, like zinc or copper or any of that stuff, black lung. They uh, I forget what it's called, but um, things called black. It's lung. not good. Once once iron it, iron yeah yeah once especially those heavy metals go in to the lungs yeah they they don't come out they are heavy metals right and yep. we're talking about really really small particles. It's not like Someone's going to go in and scrub them out of your lungs for Standing you. Standing on your head ain't going to help. They're, yeah, they're they're permanent residents. It's what if you really have a magnet? Serious. I would say... <laughs> Is copper magnetic? It, I, you know, right, Don't you go to your pile. next MRI and they just rip through your chest. Oh, like, like alien. Fatality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> By the it's, way... It's not good, guys. Just going to say sorry for everybody. Uh, I have a hurricane that's still going on, kind of. So I'm trying to get there. Speaking of detail, we actually appreciate you hanging out. You look and sound great now. And uh, yeah, of course, we appreciate having you here, Matt. So um, you're still fantastic. So you're always fantastic. We got a We got a good one in chat here. Okay. Yeah. So Mike says, can you take it a step further and wire a door, 
wire the door to your shop to an interrupt switch? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I especially on on EasyCAD, right? We have the door I/O switch. Uh, yeah. I suppose. I suppose Ruby, that, uh, that would make it almost a, a class two. Uh, I forgot. I forget the classification. Yeah, it would be. It wouldn't be quite a class one, but it'd be close. That'd be, it'd be, it'd be a class one, but you'd be inside you'd the be door. In it. Yeah. Which <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of a no, no, but yeah, but you certainly could. <laughs> yeah. You could absolutely both Ruida controllers and easy CAD controllers have a door in out, like <laughs> just, just high pole support that you can wire up to whenever a switch is closed and that current is sent through to the switch it will automatically shut the, the machine down which would okay. be very annoying if your mom is banging on your door say, telling you to come down and get dinner every five minutes wife but, is pissed off coming <laughs> well also yeah. the whole kid thing you know yeah well and one thing too that i was gonna say i saw in another group that was really cool was uh someone was using a grow tint from what's the inline duct fans that everybody uses that i have one and i'm brain farting Mm. Uh, I just installed uh, one. AC, AC Infinity. Infinity. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. AC Infinity makes like grow tints, and this dude literally took a grow tint and he turned it sideways so that there was uh, the Velcro door or like the zipper door that opens, you know? As mm -hmm. he used it as a panel. So whenever he was putting stuff in, he would open it and put things underneath his diode because he had a diode that was huge. Mm -hmm. And then it's already has ventilation ports all over it that can close and be fixed close. Yep. And then on top of that, you could port it however you need to. It's got four different port locations. <coughs> yeah. So yep. I thought that was cool as hell, man. Um, the only feedback I would have on that is make sure it's not vinyl. So if you accidentally melt it, <laughs> yeah. like the part that the laser is sitting on. Oh, well, he had it. So that part he had like on concrete, like he had it on the uh, floor, I guess. I don't know. Something. Okay. Or maybe it was steel. But yeah, good point. Yeah. Yep. So just... Uh, Whatever is in the laser path, if it accidentally goes past whatever you're cutting. Wait a second. Let me write that down real quick. Don't melt grow house. Okay. <laughs> Chris, you're still venting out an open window, right? I am, yeah. Yeah. So one thing to remember, guys, too, and Chris already knows this. I'm not telling Chris. I'm telling you, the listener. Um, one thing to remember, too, is if you're venting out in just like an open door or an open window, like a huge amount of that is just going to blow right back in the door or window so make sure that you're sealing that off duct tape is a miracle um you know you have a laser especially if you have a co2 laser if you don't get like a jigsaw or something and just cut <clears throat> cut a hole in a piece of wood or acrylic stick your vent out that and duct tape it shut you know what i mean um that it works perfect i took the glass panes out of the garage door in my very first shop i took the screen out of the window in our second shop and then we were lucky enough to have like an outbound ventilation shaft in the nice. uh, the new studio. Yeah, even here at the home studio, I did the same exact thing. I, Jimmy cut me a piece of acrylic. We took the measurements. We cut a hole and it's just sealed with duct tape and it vents outside and it can't come back in. You know, they have those, <laughs> those reverse flow valves. Uh, yeah. Backdraft. The backdraft. Uh, yeah. Or exactly. a blast shield if you're which, someone who does CNC. Yeah. Which is yeah. also great if you live up north. Yeah. Or you have um, totally critters. I have a quick, easy fix, too. So, like, in Florida here with the HOA, like, I, you know, I'm always the guy who has the HOA. I know. But anyways, like, we did, I took a hammer drill and I punched through the cinder block on the garage to the face, you know, to the front facing 
um, part of the house. Mm-hmm. And then literally just got a dryer vent because it has yeah. flaps that close. Yeah. And it also has, a, I took this piece of screen from like, you know, keep critters out. And I took another piece of screen and kind of turned it 90 degrees so that it's really difficult to get something in there. Uh, and literally I've got a centrifugal fan from the CO2, put a white pipe so that I could have an inline fan with, and I put a blast uh, trap in front yeah. of the CO2. So it's uh, like the butterfly wing, I think it's called. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you know, so one way, just like you said, and I think all in all total, it cost me a hundred bucks for the tubing in the um, AC infinity mm-hmm. and then to punch a hole. I mean, it's nothing, some epoxy and you pop it on there. Yeah. Just yeah. Jimmy, people. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy had me use silicone, which is amazing because it's got a little, yes. it's got a little flex to it too, you know? So when it's windy, it bends without breaking. It's not so uh, rigid. Um, so it's got a little flex, but it still maintains that seal and it's watertight, which is great. Yeah. Uh, what yep. was what was the thing you were telling me about Jimmy when we were installing this too about the wind? You wanting it to like point a certain direction. You remember? Well, you want it to point a certain direction so the wind isn't blowing into there because all you're going to do is just create. Even though like like mine, the way I got my mind's on the opposite side of where the wind comes, mm-hmm. and during the winter I always know because it's not sucking as good as it normally does. And I'm like, what the hell's the problem? Well, I found out. I went upstairs. I unhooked the inlet hose to the fan. And even though it's got that flapper valve on it, you still get condensation. So all the condensation and that dust, it creates like paste. Mm -hmm. So I told my girlfriend to go outside, tell me how much comes out. And I turned the fan on wide open with a whole air hose and I just blew it. She goes, oh, my God, my truck was solid white because the truck was right underneath the vent. Yeah. But so you got to make sure you do that at least once once during the wintertime anyways, because if you don't, then it'll start, you know, it won't suck as well. And you're like, man, what the heck's going on? And yeah, it's once you, up. And once you do that, boom, it's just like back to normal again. Especially where like at the very end where it terminates, right? Like right where it's coming out of the house. Well, it's yeah. Well, it's yeah because it's actually in the fan and in that last part that goes out outside. Yeah, but it's so, actually in the fan. The fan is caked. This is something too that I think I've heard both Matt and Jimmy talk about. But is there, is there, is it advantageous to vent higher up to try to get more disbursement of the fumes? Because the fumes are heavy, right? If you exhaust them low you're more likely to have a problem if you have close neighbors or something like that. So is, is it actually advantageous to go up with the exhaust rather than just like straight out? I would go as high as I possibly can just because if, 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 if there's going to be a problem and they smell it and it's up high, guess what? The sure to hell is going to be a problem if it's down low and they smell it. Yeah. So, so my answer to that is by that duct that I have, I actually turned it sideways so that mm-hmm. it blew away and from my one neighbor. Exactly. Yeah. So as dumb as it sounds, the, the one thing that that does, though, is gravity keeps the flap shut on Correct. one of those. So you have to be yep. careful that that's why I put the two uh, 90 degree, you know, going against each other to kind of yep. block anything that could get in. Um, but I also have a little I put another blast shield right uh, on the exit. So basically anything that was trying to get in, it's going to have a real tough time. And if it really wants to get in that bad, then I'm going to have a new friend. Yeah. 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 Can you show those little downspout downturns? Like that's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's a ninety, and then because it's turned that way, it really. What's nice about is my one neighbor is fifteen feet that way, and the other one is like ninety feet that way. 
So if I shoot it this way with the wind dispersal and it's low to the ground. Um, but the other option I was going to do is actually shoot it straight up and have it go run down the fascia of my house mm -hmm. and then yeah. exhaust right dead center in the middle of my house where nobody would really be bothered. We, but, got, uh, fascia. we, got, we got Snap here in chat saying, in saying this, a lot of the wood stuff I laser smells awesome. Yeah, I'm sure your neighbors are all well and good until you toss a piece of acrylic in there, right? Yeah, put some there. hockey pucks in so, there. Uh, oh, the hockey pucks. Put some hockey pucks oh, no. in there. A little bit of leather. Make a friend. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Leather. yeah. Who's, who's burning cats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for the, for the handbook, we got keep, keep any laser in use and associate exhaust up to recommended maintenance standards and fully operational beautifully yeah. written kyle beautifully written do you see how miranda tells me to do something and then i get kyle to do it <laughs> this is perfect. he's good at that he's good at that he, whenever something very... goes wrong look what you did when he did it he's kyle, great kyle is very well written actually uh, i use kyle to draft a lot of things that i write because he is uh much more the wordsmith than i am alex's response tell that guy die in a fire kyle's response <laughs> While we appreciate the attempt of you to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very true. Jack says delegation. Uh, I'm okay with that term. I like that term, delegation. Kyle, yeah. Kyle you're the three layer filter. You're the th of of uh, Alex. <laughs> so, um, this is kind of a dumb one, a little bit, but I'm lying on the floor right now again for those who have missed it because I threw out my back lifting a bunch of lasers. So I, I don't know how I would write this in like a, a handbook, but respect the weight of this equipment, you know, and make sure it's on like a sturdy surface. Team lift requirement for weights above 50 pounds. Yeah, team lift requirement. That's that's a good that's a good one. And then once it's where it's going, like that needs to be solid. Right? Like don't put your CO2 laser on top of your aquarium or whatever. <laughs> I just they're they're heavy. when Jimmy and I were, were uncrating the mirror. I we don't want to talk don't, about that. Wait, don't put a ranger on top of a folding card table. Let <laughs> me put the mirror on top of me because I was trying. No, I was up. I was up you know on the what? table. Hey, guys, on the listen. Table. No, no. Let, okay, listen. They got cameras going twenty four seven in that place. Get Miranda to find that feed. Miranda, there's your job. I want you to find that feed. And we're gonna go live. We're gonna show you exactly what happened. You will laugh your ass off. Okay. Miranda hadn't had the cameras installed yet. <laughs> oh I I was God. holding the corner oh, of it. We had half of the mirror up on the table and half of it on the ground. I was in charge of the table end of it, and Jimmy was in charge of the ground end of it. And he lifted it up over me and then let it go. And I was stuck <laughs> under there. And it, it was like, it was like, right. I had my, what my, happened was a corner that was on the table because of the angle started sliding. So he got up in between the middle. He got pinched in the middle and I'm just standing there going, what the fuck you want me to do now? This thing weighs a lot. I can't pick it up. I, and I'm like, laughing. He's we laughing. Make, I'm going, he, we should make laughing. a new hat for Jimmy that says, do you even lift, bro? Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> he goes, he goes, he's laughing. He goes, he goes, dude, it's on top of me. I said, I know, and I can't do okay. nothing about it. So Jimmy's screaming is going to turn into Kyle's answer, which is like, make sure when lifting heavy equipment to work as a team and successfully communicate. Yeah, I, I got this. 
Yeah. <laughs> Team lift is required for any movement of objects above 50 pounds. Always use OSHA recommended lift technique. Broke back laser <laughs> over here. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, it was kind of like in, in like comedies, you know, when something almost hits someone directly in the nuts, but like doesn't like a sword or a dagger. You yeah. know, like my legs were split uh, over the corner of the table and the mirror landed right on the corner. God, so I was like looking god. down like, oh my god, my balls. I almost <laughs> lost my balls. Can you imagine, and, and like, was, by the he way... Never, he wasn't even yelling. He was laughing the whole I, time. Was, what, a great, what a great, like, paperwork, though, to, like, get a copy of that paperwork at the hospital. Uh, left nut exploded due to laser injury. <laughs> you know, like, get that shit framed. Oh, man. <laughs> Jax's Jax's do stretches before walk or work. <laughs> yeah, maybe some How about both. Just just stretch before both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. All right. Well, that's a that's a good that's a good solid <laughs> safety write up. Bringing it highlight. back to serious there. That. Um. What else? What what bizarre things could happen with lasers that your employer would not be happy occurred? Uh, do, do we have keep, anything in there about? Any- Keep any combustibles away from the laser. That That's what I was just about to say. Allergic. Clean up. Yeah. Clean up. So true. Uh, especially like it's easy when you're working with like liquids, but like gases can be combustible as well. And things fume a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, especially like uh, a lot of oils and finishes for wood, like linseed oil is one where the, the, the fumes from linseed oil are like gasoline fumes. You know, uh, you, you don't want those co- coming in contact with a laser. Um, so that's a that's a good one. That's a very, very good one. And then uh, some kind of like fire retardant requirement, right? Either a, that. a CO2 or chemical extinguisher requirement. I always wear, um, I, say, I wear, I wear a rain suit that's fire retardant whenever I laser, always. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, look at voices like this. Photos or it didn't shit. happen, dude. Photos or it didn't happen. I'll be right back. One second. Matt's like in the suit they wear when they go down into the volcano to take like recordings. Matt says, say less. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. I got this. One. Actually, this laser everything merchandise is fire retardant. Oh, that would be such a cool idea. Like say. laser proof, fireproof. Laser everything merch. That'd be safety safety merch, man. The apron. You got the apron that's got this old laser on it. (laughs) So I have keep any combustibles, liquid or gas, especially in a safety cabinet and away from a functional laser. And fire safety is important. Always have a plan of uh, a plan and materials required to deal with fire, fire extinguisher or fire blanket. Nice. Very, very, very good. Fire Um, escape plan. Fire (laughs) escape plan. (laughs) plan c identify Um, exits (laughs) uh, snap is back uh with another good comment uh one thing i have noticed using my rakus fiber laser the remote for the air conditioner will not work while it's running shows you how much reflected infrared laser is in the room uh which is totally true it it, even here uh, in the home studio i was trying to use the remote for the tv the other day and it wouldn't it wouldn't go because it's just it's jammed. Essentially, you jam the the signal from the remote control with the flooding of, of infrared radiation in the room from the laser. So that's a that's a great one. Jack's recommending weekly safety calls. I don't know what that would uh, 
you know, encompass, but it sounds like a good suggestion. And then I got <laughs> he followed that up with a big thing at Pike Electric where I work. Knives cannot have sharp tips. So that's crazy. Like just because the tip you, though? You don't want to poke something like We're the whole just knife. A tip? Yeah. Were people using them as screwdrivers? God. Gretch Zeppelin says, also keep piranhas away from those freaking lasers. My guess would be from falling. Like if you, my guess would be the tip thing literally though is just from falling or like dropping it. You try to catch it as stupid as it sounds. Mm -hmm. But uh, I could literally see a phone call here. It would be the six of us right now. So uh, Alex, safety call question. Uh, Did Jimmy try to crush you with a laser this week? Uh, No, not this week. Okay, let me check that off. Okay. Boys, have you been drinking? (laughs) Around lasers again. Not yet. Whoa. Whoa. Chris, yeah, around lasers. <laughs> and then it's like, Matt would just be like, where's your fucking fire retardant? <laughs> oh, God. I got nothing. That's all I got. Shots God fired. Shots not fired drink. for real. But not drink. Shots. What kind of not shots? Yeah. Pete, shots fired. <laughs> boys, are we going I to, love uh, boys. Boys, are we going to Peach 8 tonight on Eastop? Well, Ooh. I do have something nice. Uh, what's it called? Is it- Bird dog whiskey. Have you guys Bird noticed what's been sitting here this whole time? Is that the peach? Nice. Yeah, it's the peach. Nice. We're going to have a good night tonight. <laughs> I have a yeah, drink counter and it's not going above two. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, okay. You also That's are not. You said the last time. You also oh. are not currently pre-gaming, which is, no. which is good. Yeah. yeah, I have a limit switch now. <laughs> yeah, it's the safety switch. limit switch. On. Yeah, he's got, he's got the door I/O port, right? Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Whatever. Switch. That was a blast, man. Um, so any recommendations for a 50 watt Rakus enclosure? Um, um, I will be doing a build on a custom one at some point, and you can make it fit any laser you want. Yeah, Wally, you gonna pick up some of those no IR laser shields for a window? I'm considering it. We'll I'd see. I'd love to see there, how it's, the it's company pricey, will pay dude. for it. How much is one of those shields? Like one shield? Oh, like $150 like per square foot. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if I – my – let me see if I can get it on camera. My plan is to put an enclosure around this entire table. Yeah. So it's going to be a fiber galvo table enclosure, uh, all three of them, and then each of them will have their own exhaust Sean we got have access doors area. in front of each of them too, then, huh? It's going to have a massive exhaust door that's going to fold away flat against the the wall. Actually, I have a question. Can you? No, I'm laser talking about cut act- those. Huh? Can you laser cut those shields? I wonder. I doubt it. I do uh, not know. I don't know. Because I was thinking I'm, it'd be really cool if you could literally like laser holes in them so that you could put the little flaps, like Boyce said, to have like an access port. That'd be cool. I don't know. But I wonder how I imagine it opening like a folding garage door, you know, where it like folds oh, up yeah. into itself. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it so makes I'm more saying. sense to make an access door and just build the shield into the door itself. So you can like right. open, yeah. put shit, close it up. That said, um the 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 manufacturer of most lasers will usually offer some type of enclosure system. Um Cloudray also has an enclosure that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Just it's make sure cool. it's designed to fit yours because some of them are designed for left side tower versus right side i, I don't know which i haven't looked at cloud in a while yeah. um so it if you need one and you don't want to build it yourself talk to whoever you got your laser from 
Sean's um, Sean's asking for a time frame on your enclosure project, Kyle. That will probably happen maybe maybe quarter one. Uh quarter four is, is like the worst Wait, time. Done. For yeah, we're done. We're we're full up already. Um it it's probably gonna happen like maybe January or February, depending Yay, on when we start the DIY build on the CO2. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But th- that's important to me. I want to get that done. So <clears throat> All right. What, do you uh, want to see stuff and things? We are we are at fifty one minutes. Kyle, can you give us just a, a readout uh, on on our final list here? I would love to. And then we'll see if the the crew has any final suggestions, anything we've missed, anything we haven't covered. Um. So we got no heads in the path of the laser. <laughs> laser safety glasses and enclosure are important. Uh. So everybody has to wear them or use an enclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be an all-sided enclosure. Mm-hmm. Uh, minimize distractions. Ensure proper operation and pre-flight checklist for each laser is followed to avoid distractions and issues. Nice. There is no excuse to leave a machine while running. Pause the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, laser safety sign to make sure others are aware that the laser is in use. Uh, exhaust or multi-stage extraction required for any indoor laser use. Mm-hmm. Keep any laser in use and associate exhaust up to recommended maintenance standards and fully operational. I concur. (laughs) That's your number nine. (laughs) Uh, Team lift is required for any movement of objects above 50 pounds. Always use OSHA recommended lift technique. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keep any combustibles, liquid or gas, especially in a safety cabinet and away from any functional laser. Fire safety is important. Always have a plan and materials required to deal with fire, fire extinguisher, or blanket. You're responsible for your work environment and fire safety of your own space. <laughs> Blackjack says these these are borderline abusively personal. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know what makes me proud? Mine's the first rule. Yeah. I'm number one. I'm number one. Here's here's the golden rule about safety standards and warnings. There is a story behind every one of them. (laughs) That's right. Not all of them are us. Somebody else might have been the reason for them. But that's like one is Jimmy. That's literally. That's like with paintballs that says do not eat these or ingest these. And I've literally had a friend of mine shoot me in the mouth while I was talking. It ricocheted <laughs> off the ground and went into my mouth and I swallowed oh. the entire fucking thing. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. Yeah, exploded everywhere. I was like, Pleh! and like just paintball. And like my, my friend was like, Jeez. You okay? And I was like, oh, oh. Yes. It was good. I remember some some girl when I was in middle school, like had a glow stick broken in her mouth. Oh no. And like there was an ambulance. It was like a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. The ones back then were uh, terribly poisonous. I just threw up and then like we kept playing paintball because we used to play in the woods. So you're vomiting globe. I I used to play paintball. It was a good time. Chris, you've been uh, you've been suspiciously quiet this episode. Have you not had any laser accidents yet? Uh, No, I'm I'm perfectly responsible. Literally, I think he just realized who the fuck he's been hanging out with for the past like month. Yeah. It's like these fucking idiots. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm just uh I'm super burnt out today. So, no. I'm, uh, I'm oh, that's another one. I'm up. How's Take Brock, care dude? Of How's Brock? Where's Brock at? He's sleeping. Hopefully. Uh, uh Chris, do you want to plug? Do you want to plug Brock's Instagram real quick? Oh yeah, sure. I I need to look up what it is. Who's Brock? Your dog? He's my yeah. cat. Yeah, he's my how dog. dare you, Brock? Brock is your adorable you. pooch. 
Brock it's, has been on a couple episodes now, and they've all been episodes you haven't been present for, boys. Tacos. Howdy's <laughs> uh, adorable. Brock dot the dot bulldog. Yeah, perfect. Oh, that's Don't, right. You'd have a bulldog. What about Brock, Brock Rocks? Brock Rocks. Call him Brock Star sometimes. The Brock <laughs> Star. Uh, Broccoli. Um, <laughs> you know, we have we have a few few little <laughs> nicknames going for him now, but he's good. Hopefully, he's sleeping. We took him on a. A hefty walk before this. Yeah, you gotta wear you gotta wear him down before you sit to do anything. You do. You gotta make yeah. him all sleepy. It's Pretty, pretty sure. easy to make him sleepy, but. <laughs> all right, so we've uh, we've heard the full list of laser safety protocols. Um, we're liable to add more. Oh, uh, we'll probably add more as we go. In fact, that'll probably be the final one. Um, laser safety protocol may be added to this list at any time, and it's your responsibility to keep up to date with the current list of laser safety protocols um, would probably yeah, be a smart more. one. One more. What about certificate of insurance? Like have insurance for your each individual shop. Is that something? Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, we are, geez, she got a new cell phone and good God almighty. It's like a kid in a candy store. Oh, good yeah. Lord. A little iPhone. I got. I know how to figure this out. Oh, good. Go in the house. Certificate of insurance might be a good idea for the list. People coming into your shop. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So, the, the last the rule thought. for tonight: only you can prevent laser forest fires. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. Nailed it. All right. This is a. This is enough of that. Everybody, uh, listen. We are ending the show right now, but we will be going over to record emergency stop if you haven't already heard it it's an awesome new podcast where the six of us hang out and talk about things that aren't lasers if you haven't already listened to it you can find it over at emergencystop.net it's freaking hilarious uh and i've got i actually have some good material tonight i'm really excited about it uh if you don't think that it doesn't include insults of jimmy you're wrong if there are plenty It's a really, really good show. Go listen. To I the wouldn't first two show episodes. up if it wasn't. <laughs> go listen. Go listen to the first two episodes, guys. It's a great show. Again, you can find that over at emergencystop.net. And uh, this third episode here should be out soon. We skipped last week because I was moving the home studio. Wanted to skip this week because now I'm injured. But I feel like being stuck on my stomach on the floor is, is probably a good time to record that show. So. Um, we're going to go do that. But thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Laser Source podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to smash the like button. Let everybody else know that the content is good. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get notified the next time we upload a video. If you are listening, please rate and review on the uh, Apple podcast thing. Whatever they do over there in Apple Land. I'm not a Mac user. I don't know. Uh, it was Apple Podcast, guys. Five stars. Five stars. You don't have to leave a review. Instead, uh, write me a very short fan fiction about how Jimmy was injured by a laser. You can come up with whatever you want. Literally any any different method of uh, execution or injury uh, involving Jimmy and a laser beam. I, I would love to read it. It may if result any- in more rules being made. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody... Uh, if anybody actually writes one, I will read it on next week's episode. I'm gonna I check actually that. have a song title. Red Jimmy got go run over by a ranger. Jimmy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It, it, almost. Almost. Um, almost. And uh, I 
think that's all I've got, guys. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Laser Source Podcast. And we will see you in the next one. Thank you.